0: talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Our Rams get it done on Thursday night, handling the New Orleans Saints 30-22. to There you have it, Pete Prisco, your 16th-ranked team, dominating the New Orleans Saints. Winning pretty handily, actually, despite the final score. Come on, folks, this was a mismatch. Rams need to button down some things at the end of games, but they played very, very well tonight for the most part. Rams' offense actually looks really scary. Stafford, Nakua, Cooper Cup, Kyron Williams, an offensive line that is rolling and some good tight end play. And, hey, what about Demarcus Robinson? How about that? But, man, that ending Come on, guys, this young Rams team needs to figure out how to close games. But let's focus on the good stuff, and there was plenty of it. Kyron Williams getting the notoriety he deserves thanks to a primetime game, 104 yards rushing. Man, he looks so good. And the announcers highlighted his play all night long. And I'm telling you, I get it. Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in the NFL. But I'm okay with our guy, Iron Kyron. Man, he looks so good. What a baller. And Puka Nakua, nine catches for 164 yards. And what's great about Puka is the catches he makes and the yards he gets after the catch. Man, he is, I'm going to use that term again, he is a baller. We have two fifth-round guys Man, I am so happy they are on our team. That late first down that Puka picked up, that catch along the sideline, man. And he should have had another TD. Matthew Stafford missed him entirely in the first half there. But still, another great game from Matthew Stafford. Accurate and secure with the ball. 24 for 34 for 328 yards and two TDs. And our defense actually had a really good night. Saints offense turned the ball over on downs three times. Rams also had the interception. Held the Saints to 35 yards rushing on 16 carries. Defense really played lights out except for those two plays and that has been a little bit of a trend. Two trends I really don't like. Giving up these big plays over our head late in the game and special teams play. But overall Very impressive performance by our Los Angeles Rams. Increased their playoff chances significantly with this win. This is one they had to have. And it's great to see a young team starting to get their footing. Some missteps, especially late in the game. I guess that's to be expected. But overall, a great performance by our Rams. And it was a great night for LA, actually. The Dodgers have signed Japanese star pitcher Yoshinobu Yamamoto. 12 years, $325 million. Man, the Dodgers are on a roll. But maybe the Dodgers should have waited a day or so to announce this right after our Rams win. Yeah, not really liking that. But great night for LA. Great night for our Rams. Let's walk through this entire game real quickly. Then we'll get to some stats and notes, our fearsome four keys to the game, big plays, all that good stuff after that. Rams got off to a good start. First possession, 14 plays, 94 yards, took a 7-0 lead. On their second possession, got bogged down in the red zone, had to settle for the field goal, 21-yarder by Lucas Haversick. And then this is where a couple of coaches' decisions really started to shape the course of this game. Rams third possession, fourth and two from the Saints 28. Sean McVay wants to give Lucas Haversick a shot, and he misses from 47 yards. Gives the ball to Saints at the 37. Now, I'm telling you, I'm going for it there. But maybe McVeigh just wants to find out what he has in this kicker. But I don't care. Thought the Rams should have went for it. And sure enough, Saints capitalize a 45-yard TD pass. Akilah Witherspoon gets beat. No safety help. Look like Jordan Fuller bit on an underneath route. And just like that, it's 10-7. Tide's starting to turn. Rams go three and out. And then another coach's decision impacts the course of this game, this time in the Rams' favor. Saints get the ball back with 141 left from their own 34. And then on fourth and five from the Rams, 42. They go for it. Incomplete. And the Rams get the ball. And it's third turn to capitalize on a coach's decision. Rams take 35 seconds to score. Demarcus Robinson doing the honors on second and goal from the fourth. And what a first half for Demarcus Robinson. Six catches for 82 yards and the touchdown. Nakua, five catches for 63 yards and a touchdown. Cooper Cub, three for 28. Tyler Higbee, two for 26. Kyron Williams, 10 rushes for 47 yards. And Matthew Stafford, 16 for 22 For 199 yards and two TDs and really extending plays with his feet a lot. Rams look to be in good shape at the break. Rams picked up right where they left off at the start of the second half. First play, a 41-yard pass to Puka. But they stall in the red zone again. Aversick hits the field goal. Rams go up 20-7. Jordan Fuller gets the interception on the next possession. Rams add another touchdown. Kyron bouncing it in and tossing the ball to his mom. How sweet was that? And then the next Saints possession, they turn it over on downs. Rams overcome a second and 14 and add another touchdown early in the fourth quarter. They're up 30-7. to Saints use over six minutes, nickel and diamond at down the field, using a lot of screenplays, add what appeared to be a meaningless touchdown at the time, 30-14. to Rams playing it safe. Three and out, and their punt is blocked. Technically not a block. It probably would have been considered a block, but Ethan Evans' leg is so strong. Did squirt down the field a little bit. But the Saints get the ball at the Rams 35. Getting a little nervous here. And they add a touchdown. Two plays, 35 yards. Kobe Durant getting beat. Kind of similar to what happened to Darion Kendrick last week. And you know what? It could have been offensive pass interference, but... They were letting him play tonight and suddenly it's 30-22 to after the two-point conversion and fortunately the Rams are able to run out the clock after recovering the onside kick. Who else other than Puka Nakua? Man, a little more stressful than it needed to be at the end once again. Let's look at some stats of note. The Rams outgained the Saints 458 to 339 yards, and I'd argue that the Saints got a lot of garbage time yards, especially that drive early in the fourth quarter where they added that second touchdown. Saints went 0-3 on fourth downs. Only turnover in the game was that interception by Jordan Fuller. At the top of this episode, I mentioned a bunch of individual stats for the Rams. Here are some others. Ronnie Rivers got into the game. Six rushes for 20 yards. He looked pretty good. And Demarcus Robinson. Did I mention him at the top? Another big game. Six catches for 82 yards and a TD. And he had some big receptions. Let's review what I called out as the fearsome four keys to this game. See how well I did. Last week, I did horrible. Key number one. Let's bend but don't break. I said I'd grown to like this approach, but not if we're going to give up shots over the top. And it happened again. We had two breakdowns, got away with it again, still need to fix that. And if we had lost this game, we could probably go back to those two plays and say those were the ones that cost us the most. For some key number two, play a clean game. And we did, except for the one special teams play. They got to Ethan Evans. Kept their hopes alive there. Other than that, though, very clean game. I thought we could get away with one turnover and still win this game. So I'm going to say for the most part, we played a very clean game, especially on offense. No turnovers, no interceptions. Kyron Williams, he was not going to fumble in this game with his mom watching. Here's some key number three. Field goals are going to be crucial. Well, we hit three of them, missed one, but... That miss was still bad. Three for four, I guess that's okay. Still do not feel good about our field goal kicker. Field goals ended up being crucial, but maybe not as crucial as I thought because we did open up that big lead. And fearsome key number four against the Saints team, we had to pound the ball on the ground and check. We got that accomplished. I had predicted a Rams win by a score of 23 to 20. So I was pretty close, I guess. You know, we could hand out a lot of kudos, a lot of game balls for this one. I'm going to start with Demarcus Robinson. He bided his time. He was patient, and he is clearly our number three. Hey, you know what? Maybe he's our number two receiver. Kind of picking on Cooper Cup a little bit, but I'll talk about that in a second. Our offensive line and our defensive line getting it done, especially in the run game on both sides. Ernest Jones... Man, still making splash plays all over the field. Quentin Lake, what a gem he is. So versatile, playing that nickel cornerback. And this is another guy the Rams hit the jackpot on. Doesn't get the recognition he deserves. And I'm going to tell you, Kobe Drant made a really good play early in the game. And then on that touchdown, I'm not going to blame him for that. He actually had really good coverage. He got tugged on by the receiver. Pulled out of the play, out of position, and he needed help on that play. They should have given him help, and I'll talk about the the what-the-hells in a second here. But I'm not going to blame that on Kobe Durant. I think overall he had a pretty good game. The the what-the-hecks, well, let's talk about the blown coverages, and I'm not sure who to blame here. If it's just undisciplined play by our safeties, or is it Raheem Morris? being a little over-aggressive in situations where he doesn't need to be. I don't know, but they need to fix that. And I'll talk real briefly about Cooper Cup. He is clearly struggling, and I read an article where he was really lamenting having to play on the artificial turf at SoFi twice within a five-day period. He's not happy about that, and he doesn't like it. And I think he's still a little dinged up. He's not playing 100%. He's not his old self. And hey, I'm not saying he had a bad game. I'm just saying it's clear he's not 100%. And thankfully, some other Rams receivers have really picked him up. But if he gets healthy, if he gets back to his old self, this offense is going to be even better. And he still made some plays. So still a Cooper Cup fan here. Just hope he gets back to his old self. And I have to say, our special teams, once again, one missed field goal. I guess we can live with that. Return game coverage games, really non-essential in this win. And then we had that blown blocking on the punt. And I'll roll right into Davis Allen here. That should have been his man. And he did get called for that critical holding call on Kyron Williams' big play. So he needs to clean that up. Before we get to my four big plays of the game, I'm going to have to tell you, I think this game really turned on Dennis Allen's decision to go for it late in the first half. His team had closed to 10-7. To they had gotten a three and out, got the ball back, and they could have closed out the half, gone to halftime down 10-7 in a game where they were clearly getting outplayed and he decided to go for it, didn't get it, turned it over on downs to the Rams, and they quickly scored to go up 17-7. to That was, to me, the turning point of this game. Rams already had control for the most part, but the Saints' surrendered momentum, got a little greedy. Rams went to halftime up 17-7, to and they really could never recover from that. So what were my fearsome four big plays of the game? Well, you know what? I'm going to stick to first-half plays because that's when this game was decided. The Saints opening possession, third and seven. And Ernest Jones sacks Derek Carr, pushes them out of field goal range. Actually, surprised they didn't kick that field goal. But they punted. That sack essentially took three points off the board. And on the Rams ensuing possession, you get my fearsome big play number two. Fourth and goal from the two. The Rams go for it, and Stafford hits Puka for the touchdown. So there's a 10-point swing, possibly more there, off of two plays. Ernest Jones' sack takes three points off the board, possibly more. And Puka's touchdown from Stafford on fourth and two. Rams up 7-0. to And then number three, that fourth down play, Dennis Allen choosing to go for it. Backfires. Rams take over and fearsome big play number four. Right after that, first and ten, thirty-two yards to Demarcus Robinson down to the New Orleans twenty-six, and the Rams would go on to score right before the half. Demarcus Robinson getting the catch. Rams go up seventeen to seven. Yeah, there were some big plays in the second half, but the first half was when the Rams took over, took control of this game. Didn't necessarily put it away. But I would argue all the big plays came in the first half as the Rams established themselves as the better team, opened up a 10-point lead. If you want to talk about a couple plays in the second half, well, the Rams were leading 20-7, and then Jordan Fuller had the interception. That would be my fearsome big play, number five. And then on the ensuing possession, Rams drove down and scored Kyron Williams, punching it in. So let's give... Big play number six to Kyron Williams in his touchdown run. How about that? Some final notes. Stafford completed passes to just four receivers in this game. That's quite an aberration for this Rams offense. Nothing for Tutu Atwell. I think he did get some snaps, though. Nothing for the backup tight ends. And nothing to Kyron Williams. It was all Puka, Cup, Robinson, and Tyler Higbee, and that is it. Now, Ronnie Rivers was activated for this game, and in the previous drop, I had said he deserves a spot on this active roster, and he leapfrogged Royce Freeman back to the spot on the depth chart he held before he was injured, and I think that's a smart move. I like Royce Freeman, but I think Ronnie Rivers brings more to the table. I think he's a great backup for Kyron Williams. Zach Evans, of course, inactive, I think for the first time this year. The Rams' first two sacks were really critical. The first one pushed the Saints out of field goal range. The second one led to a Rams field goal. So very timely sacks. If I have one criticism for Sean McVay in this game. Fourth and two from the Saints, 28, late in the second quarter. And they let Lucas Haversick try a 47-yard field goal. And it misses... It sets up the Saints pretty well, and sure enough, they add a touchdown. I say go for it there, but that's all I'm going to say about that. Can't be too critical of Sean McVay. He has this team rolling. I have to tell you, I'm a big Al Michaels fan. He's an L.A. guy. I love him. I think he's a covert, hardcore Rams fan, to be honest with you. And I love Kirk Herbstreet. Great color commentator. Very effusive about our Rams tonight, that's for sure. But he's got that SEC thing going on, and that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. But very good color commentator. Hey, I got a lot more to say about this game, and a lot more to say about some specific players, especially Puka Nakua. A lot of cool stats piling up for our great rookie wide receiver, but I'm going to save that for our Rams rehash. We'll come back tomorrow tomorrow with more on this game and more about Puka Nakua and our Rams team that is flying high right now. And we'll get into a viewer's guide for the weekend, what we would like to happen to even further improve the Rams' shot at the playoffs. Looking good for our Los Angeles Rams, in a 30-22 win over the New Orleans Saints at SoFi Stadium. Winners of five. Out of their last six games, eight and seven, and at the moment, the sixth seed in the NFC. Man, loving this team and loving where they are headed. That's going to do it for this episode.